So, Brian, question for you. Yes, Dan, answer for you. What is, uh, would you say, the most interesting thing you've ever stolen? Oh, it's quite easy. Uh, and I was almost removed from the University of San Diego for uh, stealing this item. Oh, was it a Bible? It was not. Uh, was it a Catholic girl's virginity? <laughs> Uh, this particular incident, it was not, okay. but I, uh, I might've put a couple of, I have no idea what you could steal from USD that would then get you kicked out. It was my roommate's street legal, uh, handicapped golf cart. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold on. So you went for a joyride in a golf cart meant for someone with a disability or, Correct. wow. So quick story. It was like the weekend before uh, school came back for winter break. So myself, another one of my roommates, and two of his buddies, it was just the four of us uh, in our, on our floor. And we had always wanted to uh, you know, take out our, our roommate's vehicle because it was awesome. It was street legal, legit, uh, could hum around. And so, you know, after probably 15 to 18 beers, we thought it would be a great idea to take this thing out, uh, which we did successfully. So the four of us were in the car, and we took a couple laps uh, around campus. Thank God uh, we were not pulled over because I was driving. And, oh, no. Uh, we learned after the fact that the car is street legal. So uh, definitely Grand Theft Auto, DUI, like, you know, life pretty much like a life plethora of yes felonies yeah uh, so i i would have probably what's the statute of limitations on these by the way just in case uh that's a good question yeah. i don't know but the owner didn't want to press charges so it doesn't okay. matter right uh so yeah so we we successfully put the 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 vehicle back covered up put the keys back and no one would have been the wiser except our neighbors across the way saw us doing this because it did take us like probably 10 minutes to figure out how to start the, th the fucking thing. Uh, so we were making a lot of noise, obviously, you know, being a little bit intoxicated. Um, so, yeah, so that was definitely the, uh, the biggest how item did the, that I How stole. did the college find out? Because our neighbors uh, oh, told on us. Oh, they snitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those bastards. Right. Um, well, uh, I've not stolen anything near um, that. I yeah, don't... I I don't think I've ever actually stolen anything in my life. Really? You've never like put a candy bar in your pocket as a kid and walked out of the store? Uh, no, uh, I haven't. No, no, no. I think the only thing is um, like uh, there was a vending machine that uh, if you pit a certain drink, it wouldn't charge you. Oh. Um, so I had just come upon that on happenstance and I didn't get charged. I was like, oh, okay. So then I would go back and just get that drink every time. Yeah, of course. So... Uh, welcome to Pop Not Soda. Uh, this is episode Who Cares of season four. Uh, I, think I think it's this is 20. 20. I yeah, think it's 20, episode yeah. 20. Uh, another diet version coming at you uh, with Dan and Brian, uh, sans Brett. So, um, it's the summer. We're still trying to get that, that summer bod right. You yeah, know? that's what he's trying to do. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's probably locked away in some video booth right now watching the worst team in Major League Baseball. It's close. No, no, it's not close. I'm oh, do they officially sure have the worst record? No, 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 record? I don't care. I'm not sure <laughs> if they have the worst record. They are the worst team in Major League Baseball. Uh, but the reason why I wanted to ask Brian about what the most interesting thing he has stolen is because there is a video flying around the internet right now of a man in Seattle who worked on an airfield, mm -hmm. and he kind of just decided, I wonder if I could steal a plane. So he did, and he took that plane on a joyride. Uh, did a flip, and uh, he was going for a while until until two fighter jets showed up to get him to land the plane, and he would eventually crash it, uh, right. but survive. Oh, he did survive. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Because he I said that he did not need any help. No, from the article I just read, he said that he did not need any help with this because gotcha. He well, the I played some video games, so that's how right. he knew how to steal a plane. So I for sure thought he died, and I thought that this was. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he did die. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Because I th I thought at the end of at the end of this, like it was his 
um yeah yeah, yeah you're right because his mission to commit suicide that they did they do say that uh he was suicidal but they have not elaborated on why right right um well, so this y- article really poorly worded that quote come on cnn do better yeah right enough with the clickbait like just give us the facts uh but yeah fucking crazy story i mean a dude just walks into a plane and then somehow some way knows how to fly the goddamn thing i mean i know he, he was like in a uh, I don't know if he was a mechanic or like what his specific job was on the airfield, but I have to imagine <laughs> that you still don't learn how to fly a fucking plane doing whatever he was doing. So, I mean, I just think it's incredible that the dude was able to just walk into a plane, figure out how to take off, and then was doing aerial maneuvers like this, like he was in a goddamn Blue Hornet at the uh, the Miramar Air Show, you know? Wild shit. And there is a record of his conversation with the aircraft controller that was trying to help him bring it down. And this guy doesn't seem like a bad guy at all. He's trying not to ruin anyone else's day, he says. He doesn't want to mess up anything. Um, He was afraid to land at the Air Force base that was nearby because he figured that he would get roughed up. And he didn't also want to mess up anything there. Uh, But then the conversation turns where he's thinking that this is going to be like jail for life right and the controller's like well let's not worry about that let's just make sure you can get the plane down safely but the man did a flip so i mean like yeah. he, he in a goddamn w- commercial jet like. he was doing what he wanted to do um and i don't know like this reminds me of like 1994 when the guy in mira mesa stole the tank the tank yep and just went on a wild ride didn't kill nobody yeah. But he crushed oh, some yeah. shit, like some cars, some yep. meters, some newspaper boxes. Um, for those young listeners who don't know, that newspaper is you could actually put a quarter to <laughs> 75 cents in to a box that was left on the side of the street. And then you would be able to open it and then take a newspaper. Right. And You'd nobody would check if you took more than one. It was an honor system because yeah. back then people had decency. Yeah, and morals. Yeah, and stole taints. Uh <laughs> But I think the difference between this situation is this guy just seemed to be not in a necessarily place where his life where he was going to continue it, where the guy that stole the tank was just hopped up on meth. So um, and was a former uh, uh, National Guardsman who had convinced people that there was a gold mine in his backyard because a dragon told him and Mm -hmm. he would charge people to dig in his backyard for gold that he had. People paid. Yeah. Because he had painted rots with uh, yellow and gold paint Ooh. that people thought were gold. Got it. Smart. And he wasn't charging really money. He was charging meth. Like, oh, give me some meth. <laughs> and you can get it. So these are the people that believe. Meth for gold? That, yeah. No more cash for gold. It's, and that it's apparently the, the dragon is who also told him to steal the taint. Ah, well, you know, like, I'm going to listen to a dragon. Well, actually, I, I don't. So he, he met a dragon and Jesus in the tunnel. And Ooh. I don't remember if it was Jesus or the dragon that told him to steal I the taint. I mean, either way, they're both pretty credible figures yeah i mean you're gonna listen to jesus you're gonna listen to. i mean anyone that appears to me in a tunnel i'm like oh you're chilling down here you must have some knowledge that i don't know about to be living in a tunnel that i just dug in my backyard yeah and how do you not hit any pipes or anything or any like power lines back there like crazy claremont crazy place um but yeah i mean it's it's unfortunate this man passed away uh but it's one of those surreal things that you see in grand theft auto yeah Pretty much. Definitely straight out of a fucking video game, for sure. What was also amazing to me is the the article that I read said that the airport only shut down for, like, an hour. <laughs> I mean, I, re- I read these stories about, you know, LaGuardia and these other airports that, like, literally shut down for, like, days because, yeah. you know, a computer system goes out and flights routing gets fucked up this guy stole a plane flew it around crashed into the puget island and they and they only grounded shit for like an hour yeah, yeah we're good he's he's gone it's not a problem anymore yeah nuts but maybe uh maybe don't leave the keys in the plane next time are there keys in a plane i don't know but i fit maybe put key maybe put low jack like it like that's just what always scares me is the ability for this guy just to walk into a plane and be like all right, I'm good. Oh, maybe he was one of those guys that does that though, because I got to imagine uh, there's people that come in after yeah. you know the uh, the captains leave and like fiddle around with switches and shit. 
I, I'm just imagining Jack Black uh, from the music video Learn to Fly and the Foo Fighters. <laughs> That's what I'm imagining that this guy was doing, and he just decided to take off. Yeah. Instead of hide cocaine in the coffee maker. Hey man, if you're gonna go out on your own terms, that's a pretty, it's a pretty yeah. memorable way to do it. Um, well, let's let's switch topics. Let's let's go into what August always brings. Note. Is it positive? Yeah, of course. I mean, it depends on your point of view. Always, because you know, for the president, it's not positive, because August means that there's gonna be black athletes protesting the patriotic flag. Well, no, I mean, he. I think he looks forward to football. He just doesn't want to see uh, you any... Know, you know that man hates the NFL because they wouldn't let him be an owner. Yeah. That, you're, that's, you're, that's the whole reason yeah. why he pits this fight. You're probably right. One, to distract the fact that he's working with Russia, but two, because, sure. because uh, he, he does not let go of grudges very easily. Yeah. And they wouldn't let him be an owner. And then he tried to start his own league, and it did not go very well. And uh, that's where we are. But football's back. Football is back. Football's back. Thank God. Because um, uh, that this last month of just baseball has been tough. It is. Since it's the World Cup ended, I mean. <sighs> I know. And, I mean, imagine if we didn't have the World Cup, it would have just been baseball. And, you know, no offense to baseball. I love Some baseball. Some offense to baseball. But it's way, yeah, 162 games. Like, guys, come on. Yeah. Let, let's figure this out. Um, but, yeah, it's back. Uh, there's a plethora of storylines. Um, yeah. You've got a lot of rookies looking to make a huge impact yep i know i think i i can't remember a year where people have been this excited to watch preseason football because there are so many you know highly touted rookies especially quarterbacks ton of quarterbacks you know that aren't necessarily going to start immediately but you know in the preseason you're going to play your rookies Mm -hmm. you know a lot more than your veterans lamar jackson looked good yeah baker mayfield looked baker mayfield sam Sam darnold looked great um with chubby cheats uh <laughs> allen who i still don't know why he went so high he looked he looked pretty bad he looked terrible i watched um, him play in wyoming he's, uh, he's still terrible yeah but uh, you know they're so rookies they're, they're figuring it out oh barkley look looked like great i mean obviously he you know went where penny, he went penny did what penny does and he made people miss even marshawn got a good run in last night that yeah, looked good yeah. and he looked like he had some speed and to be honest i thought he had retired um <laughs> Now nah, he's in the bay. Now they're gonna have to. They're gonna bury him on the fucking uh, field. Yeah, I mean, probably. Uh, I think one of my favorite things from this new football season is always a uh, Madden that comes out in their commercials. <laughs> so this this uh, this year they've got Juju oh, Madden. Uh, holding uh, tryouts for celebrations, um, and uh, particularly there's one where he's criticizing Baker Mayfield celebrations mm. uh, and trying to get him to dance better. And Baker Mayfield does do the "In My Feelings" challenge. Oh, um, that he says he needs to do better at. Got it. Uh, so, you know, I like that they're writing the young guys uh, who seem to have a lot more fun. Um, but one thing about Madden is and EA is that they just they have been defeated by victory. Like they are the king of the mountains when it comes to what they produce. Like nobody there's no competition for football games. Right. So they don't really have to try that hard. And I say that because if you go to Madden 19 right now and you select a home game for the Los Angeles Chargers, it will show the stadium that is in Carson. But it will say, welcome to Mission Valley in the heart of San Diego mm. for the Los Angeles Chargers. Haven't figured that out yet. No. No. Yeah. And it makes me happy every time somebody right? posts a clip of it. Oh, it's so great. Well, I mean, there's already been some... Some pretty egregious glitches that have been posted. It's Madden, so it's standard, right? That's gonna happen. It's basically just a port of like Madden 14 that they just keep changing yeah, the rosters. Yeah, exactly. You know, gloss it up a little bit. Uh, I mean, what was really interesting to me. I mean, and this happened last week or two weeks ago when the game first came out. Uh, but apparently, in the last two editions of Madden, they have uh, bleeped out Colin Kaepernick's name. In two separate songs. Which is so stupid. Uh, I, I guess last year people just didn't notice or didn't yeah. catch it. Uh, but this year it was much more... Like whose decision I- is that? Well, and then they, of course, came out with like such a, such a sleazeball statement. Like, oh, someone, a member of our sound team incorrectly did this or that or whatever. Yeah. Like, just own it. 
just, just say own it. You're, you just you're a little racist, uh, or you just don't care, and you know who buys your video game, and they're a little racist. Yeah. So you have to pander to those racists. Like that's what this is. Like, it's a song. Like you you can say the N word on Madden, but uh, you don't let that. You can't slide. say Kaepernick. No, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, some other storylines, though, back on the field is a lot of off-season holdouts, Brian. Yeah. I mean, this has really become a thing in in the last couple years, but more so uh, this year, guys, like, straight up saying, I'm not going to play. It's because the NFLPA sucks, by the way. Yeah, it does. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I also think that these guys see the contracts that baseball players are getting, that nba players are getting that international soccer players are getting and football has the shortest lifespan shortest career of any of them highest injury rate as well yeah so you're talking about a shorter career for less money for arguably the most popular sport in the united states right now right yes so i totally agree with these guys right like they need to get they need to be getting paid more um, and, you know, it's it's slowly starting to come up, right? Like quarterbacks, of course, are getting paid a lot of money because they're the face of the franchise. Um, you know, running backs and wide receivers are, are slowly starting to, you know, to get up to comparable numbers. But uh, for whatever reason, like on the defensive side of the ball, the numbers just hasn't tr- haven't translated, you know? Like Von Miller, you know, he signed a huge contract. He kind of set the standard. And Dominican Sue, for whatever reason, had this enormous contract a couple years ago uh, that he signed with the because he threatened the, the step on the uh, Dolphins owner's throat. Yeah, yeah, that he's been carrying around. Um, but other than those two guys, like, you know, nobody nobody is close to, like, the $20 million mark, which um, they're they're trying to get to. So, like, a couple guys, Aaron Don Aaron donald uh the reigning defensive player of the year on the rams young guy he's holding out he's still on his rookie contract looking to get some more money and then khalil mack um i think he's still on his rookie contract as well yeah and he's i think more unhappy with the raiders than aaron donald is with the rams right i mean like in both situations like you you have to understand it on both sides right it's like yeah of course these guys deserve more money but they signed a contract for x number of years to play for this amount of money which then allows the franchise and the organization to go spend that on other players. So, like, if you think about it that way, you're giving up the money so that you can go sign better players and put your team in a better position to win, right? Um, but, again, short short careers. These guys get hurt week one. And I can see that with the Rams, then, but, I mean, the Raiders, who they sign, bro? Jordy Nelson? Come on. Like, they haven't signed anybody. And, like, the, the thing that I got a question is – you know, what does Khalil Mack feel his worth is? Because, you know, you got John Gruden back in that coaching chair. If he wanted you on the team, I'm pretty sure he would just call Mark and go, Mark, give Khalil the money because he is a player I need to win. Because I'm like, that's that that's what's more telling to me about what John Gruden thinks about Khalil Mack than what the Raiders organization thinks about Khalil Mack. See, I would disagree because I think John Gruden's just – that old school mentality where he's like, I'm not going to play these fucking games. Like you holding out, you want to hold out fine. I don't care. I'll find somebody else to play. Like we want guys that'll play. Like obviously he knows Khalil Max, you know, a top three defensive player in the league, maybe even the best defensive player in the league. Um, but I just think that, you know, Gruden's coming from that hard knocks era, you know, where shit like this just doesn't fly. Like he doesn't want to play, these games with these players he would rather just move on and let you know the front office handle it mm, i guess i mean we haven't seen him coach in like <laughs> yeah t- what is it like 14 years right but we're gonna see him for the next 10 years uh apparently which i love i love john gruden i'm yeah. glad he's back you know i just hope it brings more frank caliendo impressions of john gruden yeah it's got to that's what i ha- that's what i miss right for sure now uh so holding out has become a regular thing on the football field um, not really in any other sport, really. You no. don't really see those holdouts because they get guaranteed money. Uh, another place you get guaranteed money is on the silver silver screen. No, no, that's TV, right? It's t- TV, a silver screen. Uh, big screen. The big screen, sorry. Uh, and movies. And uh, there's one, I wouldn't call him an A-list. He's probably B-list right now. But he's he's like he's, he's moving like, on his yeah, way up. He's moving, he's moving up in tiers for sure. Uh, and that is... Uh, 
if the former WWE star Batista, Dave Batista, um, because we spoke on our last episode, if you haven't listened to it with John Allen, it's a fantastic episode. Go listen and, and then go give him a shout out and go see him wrestle or play a dinosaur <laughs> band, Bonehenge. Or Either voice, or voice a crazy Asian uh, character. Yeah. Seriously. Um, that James Gunn had been fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, due to some old tweets that had been um, brought up by what we know now a very alt-right fascist blogger in the means to get him fired because he spoke out against the current uh, presidential administration. And Disney, like I think Brian and I said when we talked about it on the last episode, they had every right to let James Gunn go because of what the tweets were about, joking about pedophilia, um, because they're a company that makes billions of dollars off kids. And right. they did act very quick to do it. Um, and, and because of that, the Guardians cast took their time, and then they wrote a letter saying that they support James, uh, that they would believe that Guardians, as it is, would never exist without him, and that um, if there were a way to bring him back, that they would all support it. And they all signed it. Yeah. Well, Every I think more importantly, too, they like talked about his character. You yeah. know, they're like, he's the nicest guy, you know, very big into animal rights. And, you know, so, you I mean, yeah, human rights, like everything. Yeah. He just, you know, thought 10 years ago that it'd be funny to make some pedophilia right. jokes. And they weren't. And that's why he deleted them. Um, you know, I'm sure Brian on this airwave has made a joke <laughs> a time or two that sometimes after he listens back and goes, oh, if more than four people listen to the show, <laughs> I'd be fucked. Um, but there's one cast member in particular who is just ready to hold out if James Gunn's script isn't used. And it seems if they don't bring James Gunn back. Yeah, well, it. I mean, he really so Dave Bautista really put uh, his his foot down in terms of the script. Yeah. So he was like, if they don't use the script, then I'm walking, which I don't think they would allow. Uh, really, ask Terrence Howard. Yeah. Ask but Edward Norton. Sure, but <laughs> it's to me it's different because with Bautista, like I think he was the X factor in the success of this franchise. I would agree. Because his character is so unique and so funny. And, I mean, he stole so many scenes in, in Guardians 1. And, and 2. And, I think, and I think a lot with 2. So. Him and Mantis, like the interactions with him and Mantis, I mean, fucking had me rolling. Um, so, yeah, so I think that no matter what, they'll figure out a way to get him back whether that means throwing a bunch of money or actually using the script, whatever. And then they'll kill him off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they won't have to worry about him. Um, but I think the most interesting part to me, and I think why Marvel, because it's been Marvel that's been pushing, not Disney. Like, Disney doesn't give a shit. They're, they cut ties and they're good. Yeah. They, they'll figure out some a plan B. But it's Marvel that understands, okay, so when we let this guy go, and then our biggest competitors, DC whoever else, you know, are knocking at James Gunn's door saying, hey, man, we think you're great. We're going to give you whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. We just want you on our side. I think that's when you got to wake up and be like, okay, I know what we did was probably the right decision in the moment, but, like, let's think about this, like, as adults, right? Like, can we just have, like, a conversation about this and see – if there's a way to just address what it is, right? Like, yeah, he said some stupid shit 10 years ago. He was trying to, you know, he was like in a different place then. You know, he didn't hurt anybody. He, this wasn't like maliciously towards anybody other than the kid sitting next to him in that one movie that he wanted to like Facebook or something. <laughs> that was probably the one that was like a couple of steps over the line. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like at the end of the day, right? He said some stupid shit 10 years ago you know, are really going to hold it against him. In a joking manner, like, that's the whole thing. Like, this guy was known at that time for being edgy and writing dark comedies that were, like, out there. 
like and and part of the like a very like horror genre too. That's what he was working on. Like yeah, uh, like his, yeah, his first movie I think Slither. was Slither. Yeah, very comedic, very dark. Um, you know, and I think he did he work on I can't remember if he worked on um Dawn of the Dead at all, but I feel like he may oh. have written it. Mm, that's a um, good question. We'll get short round on that. Yeah. Uh, cuz uh unlike Brett, we actually picked uh short <laughs> round up. But it's interesting to me because I think this speaks to who Dave Batista is as a person because uh, when he came back to the WWE, you know, they kind of went to push him because he's put his work in and a lot of people were upset with that because not necessarily because of him, but because there's a there's an issue with uh, WWE and their fans where sometimes part timers or people who have were stars in the past come back and they get pushed over the current guys who are working their butts off the whole year. And to hear him talk about how he didn't like that experience because he only goes out there for the fans and he wants to do what they want to see and he wants to do it well. And that, and that's why he, he didn't like his last run and how he really wants to do everything to make people happy um, while keeping his integrity. So if he doesn't, you know, he's not going to go for something for his own personal gain. If it's going to make people upset. I think this is another point in that type of, person he is is the fact that he's willing to put a very lucrative and his most um i think his 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 most known role because yeah, i mean for sure he's in blade runner for all of like 10 minutes he's very good but it's, yep. it's only about 10 minutes and you know he's in some you know he's in uh the man with the golden fist or whatever <laughs> and like he's got some smaller right. cameos and He's a Bond villain, but really he has no lines. Right. He's just one of he's those henchmen. Yeah. Which he was good. But um, this is what he's like really known for. This is what's catapulting him to where he could make a run like The Rock in Hollywood and actually put together roles that people want to see. And he's willing to sacrifice that because he believes it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I agree from that standpoint, right? Like if, if this is for the fans, then, yeah, you have to have James Gunn involved in this project. Because without him, you know, the vision's gone. And I think you lose a lot of just the uniqueness. That Boom, motherfucker. James Gunn did write the screenplay for Don the Dead. Oh, what there up? you go. And Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I'm sure he hangs that one on his hat. And 13 Ghosts. Wrote Scooby-Doo, bitches. Oh, my God, 13 Ghosts. Speaking of Scooby-Doo, I think there's a lot of actors in 13 Ghosts from Scooby-Doo. Uh, yeah. Shaggy. Was she an Elizabeth in Scooby-Doo? She was, right? No. Oh, you, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, Buffy. Yes. Um, but yeah, we'll see how it plays out, right? At the end of the day, <laughs> I think they're going to be okay. The movie's going to make money. The actors are going to get paid. James Gunn's going to be fine. He'll get a, you know, a new director role, whether it's with Marvel or somewhere else. And, uh, you know, we'll, they'll all laugh at this. In a couple of years, maybe. Yeah, and if Brett doesn't start to pay me more, I'm gonna hold out on this podcast. Just let you know. Mm, good luck with yeah. that. I guess I guess we'll be doing a solo edition here soon. Yeah, who are you gonna replace me with? Uh, fucking short round. Yeah. Yeah, not gonna happen. No. Okay. Uh, so as we go into break, and I decide if I'm gonna hold out for the rest of this episode, uh, you know, take your time, go get a drink, come back. Uh, we've got a great second half. We're going to be talking to some <laughs> Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> another interview with Kanye West where all you can say it's an interview with Kanye West. Yep. And lots of video game news. So stick around. Pew, 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 pew. God damn it. Really? That's <laughs> <laughs> Heads up. Bullets coming at you. Uh, if you didn't know, that's how guns sounded in the West. I should have held out. It was... Uh, that was in a historically accurate sound. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. That? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because like all those cowboys would yeah, make that sound. They didn't they have they a lot of yeah when they shot their their guns right. Right. Exactly. Okay. Cool. Uh, but I bring up that uh, that much needed to know important historical fact uh, because you're listening to this on Monday. So last week, uh, Rockstar Games released new gameplay footage of a very hotly anticipated. Uh, title Red Dead Redemption 2 which is a sequel of Red Dead Redemption if you couldn't figure that out um, and in my opinion Red Dead Redemption one of the 
greatest games ever made. Um, you know, I do have an affinity with Westerns. Like, my dad was a big Western guy, so, like, I grew up, you know, on the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the outlaw Josie Wales, and, you know, the man with no name. So, really, just Clint Eastwood for the most part. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, like, I've, I've always loved Westerns. Um, you know, if you watch Westworld, this game, I think, would, would definitely interest you because uh, it does allow you to, like, pretty much play Westworld. Like, you can do missions. You can just go walk up and fucking shoot people in the face. You can do whatever you want uh, in a Western setting. And uh, the gameplay did not disappoint. game looks amazing. Um, I, uh, I'm very excited. The game is uh, slated to come out later this year. They haven't really announced, like, an official release date yet. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think this game, you know, going to make Rockstar a whole shitload of money per usual and, uh, can't wait. AKA Bart Scott voice that I won't do. I'm not going to do it. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that into your next contract. <laughs> that I have to do Bart Scott impressions yeah okay yeah. is that is that's for a bonus right if i do 10 per season right right okay. it's gonna be incentives yeah for okay. sure uh but i mean it's just it's just such a great time for video games right now um well, i mean so yeah, it's like, red dead i just you know people have been waiting for this for a very very long time yeah and then what's really interesting too and like i've noticed this through the cycles of of the other new systems being being released because the rumors are like the new the new xbox the new playstation will be released um in 2020 at some point so it's like these these game studios have finally figured out how to like optimize the platforms and then they have to fucking figure it out again with the new system in like two years. So I think these games that are coming out in these next couple of years are really going to be like, you know, the best games we've ever seen. Um, and, you know, this this being one of them. So super excited for this title. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to murder at the the retail stores. It's just going to. Just gonna kill a lot of records. Yeah, I don't know if it can beat Grand Theft Auto. I think it will. It's <sighs> Grand Theft Auto, but Cowboys, bro. True, but Grand Theft Auto Five sold like a million copies in like a week. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like the the anticipation. I feel like I've never felt like anticipation for this. Um, for Grand Theft Auto, I know that Grand Theft Auto Five was highly anticipated, but I just feel like I have more people in. The circles that I that I'm around talking about Red Dead Redemption, but I, plus I think the story has always been better with Red Dead, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, another video game news, not to take away from Red Dead, but Nintendo had a Smash Brothers Direct uh, event last week, and they announced some more characters because they didn't have enough already. No, you you need like a thousand apparently. Yeah, uh, and. I've actually already played this game, by the way, and it's oh, awesome. Oh, at uh, Comic Con. At Comic Con, nice. yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. If it, it somehow they improved upon the feel, and it feels a little bit smoother, and it feels better, but they uh, the the masses have been streaming for Waluigi <laughs> to be included. <laughs> so when Nintendo said that they were actually announcing more characters and not just Echoes which are different stins or copies right. of other characters already created, people were excited. Mm-hmm. And what they got kind of disappointed them, but not really. Yeah. They don't know how to feel. Right. Because two new characters will be coming to uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, and that includes uh, K. Rule, and uh, longtime Nintendo fans will know him as the evil crocodile boss. Uh, from Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. and uh, what's his face? The dude from fucking Castlevania. Um, oh, I'm gonna get murdered for this uh, online. It starts with a C. Yeah, uh, short round, short round. Uh, Castlevania, go. But the the interesting way of how they introduced these characters is one, K. Rule just bitch slapped <laughs> uh, King DDD like just completely out of nowhere, just disrespected his corner 
took his hose because everyone knows that DDD's a pimp. Right. You can tell it by the fur he wears, and that hammer is also a chain. <laughs> like, we know. <laughs> Not uh, fooling anybody. Yeah. And uh, But how they introduced the Castlevania character, whose name... Come, come, hurry the fuck up, short round. I don't care if the internet's slow. Is... Faster internet in the contract. Yeah. You, you know what? This is in our regular studio, so I don't care. Anyway, so as they're introducing Castlevania, what do they do? They they send Luigi on a ghost hunt because uh, <laughs> apparently they're still really pissed at Luigi for 2015 or whatever, the year of Luigi that did nothing. Right. And the he, look. he gets confronted by good old death. And uh, the Grim Reaper fucking just murders Luigi. Yeah. And I've never seen anything so violent in a Nintendo game. Just the fucking Sith? Scythe? Scythe? Scythe. I think it's it's, it's called a Scythe. Yeah. Just fucking across the chest. Rips his soul soul out of his body as... uh, Simon Belmont. Thank you, short round. There you go. Simon Belmont. Uh, who just shows up late to the fucking party. I guess. And uh, fucks death up. Right. Because it's like Mario and someone else in the cage that are watching this, right? Like he, he f- Luigi finds them. Uh, you know what? I'm so traumatized from Luigi's <laughs> lifeless body <laughs> laying on the ground with his soul looking at him that I don't remember. But, uh, Fair. Yeah, it was uh, it was a little graphic, and it it fucked up Nintendo fans. Like Nintendo had to release a statement that said <laughs> Luigi's okay, <laughs> because people didn't believe it. Uh, I think the funniest thing that I've seen is that uh, people have screenshotted the fact of Luigi's ghost looking over him, and uh, they've captioned it with Obi Wan from um, uh, Revenge of the Sith, where it says you've uh, you've become everything you've sworn to destroy, <laughs> because he's a ghost hunter and right. he's a ghost because he's dead. Other people are also pissed because Ripley in the other promo murdered Mario, but nobody cared about that. Yeah. I mean, Mario, he's he's had his shine. And Nintendo also announced that um, Willie's still not in the game. <laughs> <laughs> right. After all that. Which I think at one point now they're just trolling. Yeah, exactly. They get it. Uh, but no, I mean, an, um, another game with a huge amount of hype, obviously a huge following. I mean, the last Smash Brothers is still played and, you know, I Evo pl- tournaments. I played it last night. Yeah, like every, you know, fighting tournament, video game fighting tournament still plays the old Smash Brothers. So um, people have been waiting for, for this new edition for a long time. And I, I'm really happy that Nintendo just basically was like, all right, fuck it. We're just going to throw in every character that you've ever played. And throwing a couple extras on top of that, and I'm sure they'll probably be releasing more down the line, as well. Yeah, I mean, who the f- who else is? L- I think I'm going to be in the game nuts because they're <laughs> just going to run out of characters <laughs> to throw in. Right, you just play as me. Shit. Um, well, I'll tell you who uh, who got murdered almost worse than Luigi this week, mm. and that is uh, Alex Jones of Infowars. Yeah, if he's he's also playing a, a an incredible character. <laughs> yeah. You know? If if you don't know who Alex Jones is, uh, kudos, uh, you yeah. li- you you are living a happier life than ra- the uh, rest of us. Right. Uh, but Alex Jones runs a conspiracy. Like I'm, uh, that's what it is. It's a conspiracy driven uh, podcast and web internet show called Infowars uh, that basically just likes to talk about how liberals are actually lizard people. Uh, that uh, how Barack Obama probably smells of sulfur because he's the devil incarnate, um, and the fact every that, school shooting is staged. Oh yeah, every school shooting is is staged, um, and that the parents of Newtown aren't actually parents of dead kids but actors, um, and that uh, all liberal politicians are currently running a worldwide global pedophilia ring. Oh yes, that's yeah. right. The uh, pizza. Just Google K Anon, and you will go down a hole of what these people that listen to Alex Jones believe. That it seems terrifying that people could be this gullible. Yep. But this week, uh, well, we're just gonna count one for uh, morality and intelligence in the world because Alex Jones' podcast has been pulled from every f- every media platform. Yeah. Like, uh, it started with Apple. They pulled him from their podcast network. 
So Spotify and Facebook and YouTube were quick to react and do the same because he had crossed a certain line um, and that they were just sick and tired of it. And they didn't want to promote that material on their platforms anymore. Right. And I, and I think it's it's a very bold move by by these companies because now we're kind of walking the line of freedom of speech. But I think where no 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 we're not. Ain't nobody got jailed. Ain't nobody got killed. And this is what we talked about last time. That's what freedom of speech allows you to do. Does not mean you can say whatever you want and make money from it. True. Well, I think I think where where Alex Jones and I mean he's he's literally admitted t- as well that this is a character that he plays that these are not his actual beliefs. I think he's gone too far though. Because but yeah, but yeah, now he's he's seen the success and he's like, all right, well, I'm just gonna fucking go all in. Um, I think he drank the, his own Kool Aid. Yeah, he really did. And so he's he's gone into the realm of like coming out and like attacking certain groups of people and i think that's where you you can never make the the defense of freedom of speech at that point like when you are when you are physically like threatening people with harm or kind of like underhandedly implying threats oh yeah i mean he literally i think he said i think what was like the nail in the coffin for him this past week was that he said that he would legitimately just shoot Mueller. right Right. If you ever saw him. Yeah. Uh, and it would be like a good guy, bad guy standoff in the old West. And they'd, they'd, he'd pull his pistol first. And then I'm pretty sure he made the same sound effects that you made, Brian. He did. He made yeah. like the finger gun fucking yeah. symbol, I think. Um, the crazy thing, uh, well, <laughs> one of the crazy things about this, and I think one of the saddest things, is the ramifications that his actions and his messages have had on uh, the victims of Newtown. Uh, because there are some parents who had to actually move and aren't able to visit their child's grave because every time they do, they are harassed by Infowar listeners and fans. Yeah. It's fucking and insane. So that's one thing that is the dark side of what uh, Brian and I uh, dabble in with Brett sometimes <laughs> in, in podcasting is that we do have the ability to say really whatever we want. We have no real big... Um, corporate sponsors we don't pay for anything really you know we have the ability to put on a show in which we believe is entertainment and that people like to listen to and if we wanted to we could talk about lizard people sure and people we'd probably be more popular yeah yeah well crab people but those are real talk like people look like crabs look like crabs um (laughs) and it's just crazy how it's something like this could get so down, far down the line that it would affect people's daily lives. Yeah, I just can't believe how popular uh, his platform has become. Like that's what I really can't believe. Because I could see at first, you know, he was he was like saying some wild shit, but at the end of the day, it was still it still had like a point, and it wasn't just. A ridiculous conspiracy theory and i think like dan mentioned he just like drank too much of his own kool-aid completely went off the rocker but people still and, and i think you know he might have actually become more popular because of that and people just started coming out of the woodworks you know he got some sponsors he got some people are just paying him directly uh at this point like he's literally come on yeah he needs people to buy merchandise have, right and, and have been on. asking for just like straight donations essentially to keep uh to keep himself afloat uh but you know hopefully this is a, the last we'll hear of him and he can go on and live his life and hopefully do something positive or different because i think this this act at this point is is done right yeah and i don't think he's gonna be able to go anywhere else with it yeah exactly thankfully. right uh, so let's talk about somebody else whose uh, freedom of speech can uh, have adverse effects on how people feel about him. <laughs> <laughs> and that is uh, good old Mr. West. Mm-hmm. He Kanye Tudda. For some reason was on Jimmy Kimmel because I think he really likes Jimmy. Um, but I don't know what he was promoting, uh, if anything. No, he was just there to talk. Yeah. 
Um, and if you remember the last time he was on Jimmy Kimmel, it was the longest uh, diatribe about fashion and why the fashion industry has never had people like him because they never wanted people like him and it was very elitist and all he's wanted to do is create, you know, cool clothing for people and the leather jogging pants, you know? Yeah, you know, so that we could all look like we live in the Hunger Games. Um, and this time, it's a little different because this is post the MAGA hat, post the I like Trump, um, and post uh, Jimmy Timmel is now the most sane voice on late night. Yeah. I, w- I shouldn't say sane. I would say the most uh, active political voice on late night yeah colbert is pretty yeah but even colbert uh doesn't go as far to call people out as True. jimmy timmel has and he definitely he definitely did not put the burners on fucking les morris yeah uh ceo of cbs he's like i mean he did a little bit but it a wasn't a little as, bit yeah. a little bit so um it was an interesting conversation i yeah, couldn't make yeah. it through all of it because i just i just can't watch kanye for that m- long anymore see i'm uh, i'm honestly the opposite so like he, he, you know, he says outlandish shit, right? He's Kanye. He tweets. Um, he goes on TMZ and <laughs> fucking uh, gets on his pedestal and 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 says some stuff. But I, uh, I really enjoyed his his conversation with Jimmy Kimmel, much like I really enjoyed it the first time he went on when he like freaked out and started calling him Ben Stiller uh, over the clip that he played or Ben Affleck, whatever. Um, and it's that like you know, you can't take. Kanye for a sentence right and like interpret it your own way it's much better for him to like explain his train of thought and really give you like a background to the comments and then and then when you look at it and think about it you're like oh okay yeah that makes sense so like much to like you know he was asked a lot of questions about Trump by Jimmy Kimmel because obviously Kimmel fucking hates Trump and Kanye is the opposite and Kanye just talked about, you know, they, he never even. So Jimmy straight up basically asked him if he was a good president and Kanye yeah. never responded. No, he just talked about like, well, can, can't we just like embrace this guy with love as opposed to hate and see how that works? Because right now the country is just so divided, like you either love him or you hate him and there's no in between. And like we've tried the hate route, you know, with I would say a majority of citizens here in the U.S., um, and then, you know, Kanye's point is just like, let's try the other route. Let's embrace him. Let's just accept him for who he is. Like, he might not be the, well, he isn't, you know. the. Well, I say I accept him for who he is, and who he is is a very shitty person. Yeah. And I accept that fact. Right. So, like, you know, through this whole thing, he, you know, Kanye goes through his explanation, explains himself, which I think is fine. And at the end of the day, he can, you know, he can like whoever he wants. He's a fucking human being. Uh, but Kimmel basically straight up asked him, he's like, well, you're very, you know, you very famously said George Bush doesn't care about black people. Do you think Donald Trump cares about black people? And Kanye didn't have a response, right? No, uh, they literally, Kanye just kind of like tilted his head. He looked up and Jimmy was like, let's go to braid. Yeah. And I think it was a perfect question, right? Because Kanye can still like Donald Trump like as a person, but as a president, you can still not think he's doing a good job, right? Yeah. Because, like, you have friends. We all have friends that might be shitty fathers or shitty husbands or shitty at their job or whatever, right? Like, they're they're not maybe the best at what they do. That doesn't mean they're still not our friends. It doesn't mean we still can't like them. Uh, it just means that they aren't good at, like, one aspect of what they do. And Trump's yep. just not good at being a decent human being. Right. Now, which the f- said, as far as I'm going to say, because I don't want to make this political. But yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, I think for me, what's interesting is where Kanye tries to, he really tries to play this card of the reason why he, you know, he's going to say that he likes Trump is because people don't want him to. People told him, oh, you say this, it's going to end your career. It's going to blackball you. You're an, you're an African-American. You're supposed to stand together. You know, how are you going to support somebody that doesn't have our best interest at heart? And Kanye's like, well, I see through that. I see the individual. I see the risk taker. And I'm like, bro, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the Family Guy episode where Brian meets Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> and Brian, it goes to tell him a piece of his mind. But then Rush Limbaugh saves him in the back alley and he reads his book. And then Brian's like, yeah, 
I'm Republican now because, you know, the taxes and and Russia's telling it like it is and Nancy Pelosi's doing meth. Like, it's because I think Kanye, like, he gravitates towards wanting to be on the outside. Um, And he wants to, you know, not only does he want to be accepted, but I think he finds more joy in being accepted when he's not normal, where he's not conforming. So if he can be accepted and not conformed in his mind, that's a huge victory because people are accepting him because he's Kanye and he can have these outlandish thoughts and he can be this outlandish person and people are still going to be like, but yeah, that's Kanye. That's my boy because you know, that's Kanye. He's real. Like he doesn't hide away from anything. I'm like, all this is like fake, man. Like you, please, you know, that motherfucker didn't vote. Like you didn't know, you know, he didn't go to the polls. You know that he didn't actually do anything. He just posted a hat because, Oh, this is going to get people talking and I'm going to be the one rapper that supports Trump when everyone's out here saying that, oh, Trump is bad, but look what I'm going to do, and people still going to love me. People still going to listen to my music. People still going to buy my shoes because people love me. And I think it comes down to the fact that I, Kanye's always been a little bit of an egotistical narcissist. I was just going to say, I, th- I think it it's just much simpler than that. I think narcissists are just attracted to each other. You know, that's why him and Kim found each other that's why him and donald found each other uh that's why he's like kind of separated himself i think from the more grounded relationships he had with like jay-z and beyonce and um some other folks in the music industry and kind of become his like his own shooting star right yeah um so yeah i think people that are just really into themselves also like to hang out with people that are really into. i will say i did appreciate the conversation that kanye had about um, his bipolarness and, and his openness about that condition, and and you can and tell wanting to that kill his his wife and kid. Well, the uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you know, you can you can understand where this mentally, you know, Kanye, where he is, and why sometimes he says some things, or does some things, or really what that TMZ thing was all about. And it's because you're getting a guy that's got ups and downs and manage um, stuff going on. And he could be a different person from one interview to the next. Yeah. And, I mean, it was a real interview, but then again, you know, like I said, it's not necessarily something that I'm going to be out there supporting. For sure. Well, on that note, thank you for joining us on this episode of Pop Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I know we uh, we we took a serious turn at the end, but you know sometimes you got to. Um, yeah, that's what you all sign up for, right? Exactly. Serious just, dialogue. Just just remember, Brett's a lizard person. <laughs> uh, and if you miss us throughout the week, you can find Brian at B Owens six one nine. You can find me on Twitter at Paper Champion VP. Uh, you can follow us our Instagram account at Pop underscore Not Soda, and it's the same thing as our Twitter handle. You can also go like and subscribe to us on Facebook so you can catch all of our up-to-date posts, our new episodes, and anything that we've got in the pipeline. But until next time, we will catch you later. See you.